Welcome to The Testament, a podcast that spotlights the amazing real-life stories of everyday people who've been transformed by their surrender to Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of one of the many miraculous before and after accounts of lives forever changed by encountering the Savior. So last year we were, we, we had the opportunity to take our team out to the Baptist encampment out at Lake Brownwood. And there was a lot of different, uh, you know, activities for our guys to do. And I thought it was important for us to do that because, you know, obviously coming off of COVID, that was the first time our guys were back together. And, you know, we wanted to, you know, kind of get away from the field and away from athletics for a while. Yeah. So we took them out there and, um, you know, there was zip line, there was uh, rock climbing stuff, there was free fall stuff, um, you know, and our guys were loving it. And, uh, you know, they were going down the zip line. And of course I did it too. You know, I didn't want to be that guy you know, that just stood and watched. I said, well, I'm going to show these guys because I can do, I can do what an 18 year old does. So I get on there and zip line. It's pretty cool. And, uh, didn't do the rock climbing stuff. Cause that was, I, I didn't, you know, really feel like that whether I did it or not, didn't really do anything about my manhood. So we, uh, we did the, uh, the, uh, the free fall deals, what I call it. And so all the guys were doing it and uh, they'd get up to the top and then they would just free fall two or three stories to the bottom they were doing it no big deal i mean it was it was something to them as if they were just walking and just fell and so i thought man i'm gonna do that and and i had a little bit of you know fear i guess yeah. just of maybe falling to unknown so I, I march up the steps and and the lady hooks me in and we're talking and, and of course she knew you know who i was and and uh, she said coach you can't you can't back out and once we <laughs> once we strap you in here you can't back out I said, don't worry about it. I'm fine. I, I said, I've jumped out of planes. I've, I've, I've been skydiving. Like, this is nothing. It's two stories. No big deal. So she finished straps, strapping me in and I walk over to the, you know, to the, to the edge there and I'm looking out. And by this time, all of my guys, there was probably 45 of them standing there looking at me. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know what it was, but something just the, the, the fear came over me. Like, I can't do this, you know, I, but, but I knew I couldn't turn around. Like I, you know, there are, you know, the lady already said, like, when you get in here, you're going, there's yeah. no turning back. So I stood there for probably five or 10 minutes and uh, my wife and my daughter were there at the time. She, they came out with us and, and I could hear my daughter, come on, daddy, you can do it. And so I'm standing there, standing there. And I, I just, man, I can't do this. And, uh, you know, since, so the guys start chanting, I don't remember what they were chanting, but it was like, you know, some words of encouragement or something. And I, I remember thinking, okay, I, I, I really don't have two choices. The only choice I have is to jump. So I, I would try to take that step forward and then I'd take a step back, and, you know, <laughs> take a step forward, take a step back. And finally, I just, I just said, you know what the heck with it, let's just go. <laughs> and I stepped off and fell and, and, and I remember falling and, and most of the guys were doing it. They could land on their two feet and they were fine, you know? make a perfect landing. Well, me, of course, <laughs> I, I hit and kind of roll and lay on my back, fall on my butt. And, and, uh, the guys are, you know, hooting and hollering and, and, and I'm embarrassed because it took me so long. I'm embarrassed because I just fell, you know, and I get unstrapped and, and, and it took me a couple minutes. I had to go sit down. I was shaking, you know, but, um, you know, I thought it was cool that we could spend that time together as a team because, you know, in, in our program, I like our guys, we, you know, I want to be vulnerable in, in, you know, in and around those guys at times, because it really humanizes me because I think it's at times in my position, they, you know, there is a level of respect and trust and those sorts of things just come with the position. But, 
You know, I don't want them to feel like I'm, un, I'm unapproachable, like I'm somebody that they can't ever relate to. And so I thought it was important to do that. But looking back on it, I think, man, what a sissy. I should have just jumped the first time. Just not uh, just do I, it. I don't know. I mean, that you know what that fear is? What's that? Age, Age. experience, and wisdom. <laughs> yeah. As you got a little older, there's something in you that said, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Those younger kids don't have. <laughs> no, they don't have that. But yeah. They, yeah. But, you know, looking back, it was fun. It was a good opportunity for yeah. our team. and. And uh, I, I can't say I'd do it again, yeah. but you know, I, I might I might find an excuse not to have to get up there and do that again, yeah. or not put myself in that moment ever again. But uh, the zip line was fun. We had a, we had a good time though. Uh, Doctor Hines, our president, came out and addressed our guys, which I thought was really cool. It was, it was a great day and beautiful weather, and just that was really our first team get together after the, you know, the COVID shutdowns and that sort of stuff. So I, I think there was a lot to cherish in that moment that the fact that we were shut down and then we were finally all back together doing what we wanted to do, you know, I thought was, was really cool, but um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Testament. My name is Jess Kirchmeyer. And I am Jeff Keck and we are here on the campus of Howard Payne university in Brownwood, Texas, speaking with the head coach of the baseball team here, Stephen Lynn. Mr. Lynn, thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Tell us more about yourself. Yeah, so um, I've been at Howard Payne for uh, 19 years, two years as a student and 17 years on staff. Mm. Really interesting story. Uh, my wife, um, Katrina, she works on campus. She's our director of uh, human resources. We've got one one child, a daughter. She's nine, Brooklyn. And, um, you know, we've, we've, Katrina and I met uh, about, 11 12 years ago on campus and uh, you know it's this place really feels like home in a lot of different ways you know we kind of started our our lives together here and, and had have written a lot of chapters here on campus and and obviously having a child now i think is really really awesome um that that she can kind of be around a passion of mine and and, and the place that really kind of gave me my start and um you know obviously having both of her parents work here she gets a she gets to run around like she owns the place sometimes. But, um, you know, our, uh, our family and I, we go to uh, Coggin Avenue Baptist Church here in town and, and have been going there for, for a number of years, probably 12 years, probably dating back to when Katrina and I first met and started dating. And, and um, you know, really, really enjoy, you know, the the congregation is it's more of a younger group. And so we feel like we can identify better with that. And, and um, you know, Katrina teaches a um a third grade uh sunday school class she's asked me numerous times to help and i've been reluctant um she teaches a uh, fourth grade awanas group and uh you know super you know proud of her and you know her service to our our youth at our church she really loves that and uh you know i think my daughter loves it more because she's always had her mom as her sunday school teacher or awanas teacher Mm -hmm. and so she I think really cherishes those moments for that. So she can spend extra time with her daughter and Mm. and get to see her growth, you know? So I think it's really cool. Awesome. Well, this podcast um, is about how Jesus has changed our lives. So take a little bit of time to share with us um, your life before Jesus and how you came to know him and what your life has been like since. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my, my story, I guess runs pretty parallel with, with my story and time at Howard Payne. Um, you know, I grew up in uh, Southeast Georgia. Um, my, my parents, my grandparents um, were Catholic. 
And so we would go to the Catholic church. And, and if I'm being honest, uh, you know, church was a prerequisite for the, for the lunch that day, you know, you had to go to church, go eat a good, good, you yeah. know, good lunch. Um, and so, you know, kind of through, you know, maybe my early teen years, I kind of felt like that. And of course, when I went, went off to college, uh, went to Ranger Junior College on a baseball scholarship, um, you know, still attended church kind of off and on, um, really wasn't a, a huge part of my life. Again, it was kind of a prerequisite for lunch that day. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that, but that's the truth. Um, you, you know, and then I, I really, when, when I stepped foot on campus for the first time, I had an opportunity to continue my baseball career here. And through conversations with coach white, the assistant coach at the time, he wanted me to, you know, come be a part of the program. And I was really reluctant. I remember that there were times when he would call and, um, back in the days when we had landlines and answering machines, he would leave numerous <laughs> A lot messages. of people may not understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, the cell phone age. But uh, he would leave n- numerous messages. And my mom, I remember her saying, hey, listen, you just you need to either call him back and tell him you're not interested or you need to go visit. You know, we'll go vis- visit campus. And I said, well, you know what? Let's go. You know, let's, let's take a chance and go. And um, so we went, we met. Uh, Coach White, and from the first time that I stepped foot on campus, I felt like this place was home. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there was something about it. At that time, I had no idea, and obviously now I know. Um, but at the time, I was just kind of clueless. It was a baseball opportunity for me, and so, you, you know, I, I one of the most memorable, impactful times that I spent on this campus as a student was chapel. And and at the time, we had chapel Mondays and Wednesdays. And so we would go in and we would kind of sit up in the balcony and, and kind of halfway pay attention. But one thing I do remember each time we were in chapel was was the worship time. When the band would get up there and they would sing their two or three songs, some, something would move inside of me. And I'm not a very musical guy. I can't play instruments. But I just remember sitting there kind of halfway disengaged and and thinking there's something weird going on here and 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 i didn't know what it was but as my time at howard Payne as a student kind of grew you know i remember thinking my attention got a little stronger during chapel than when it started when my student experience started and so you know that to this day the worship time is one of my most intimate times i think with 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 jesus is that i really feel strongly connected at that time. Um, you know, I, I feel moved at that time. And so, you know, fast forward a little bit, you know, I, I, I graduated, you know, I was head coach. There was some things that we would do um, with our players in our program from, you know, daily devotionals to, um, you know, pregame uh, chapel services with our, with our players. And we, you know, we did all that to kind of introduce and kind of make sure that the guys understood that, yes, you are at a Christian university and we wanted it to be more. We wanted it to be an opportunity for them to hear the word of God if they've never heard it before. If they are believers to help them grow and try to put them in positions where they could hear the word of God. And and I remember different times when Tim Skaggs, our, our, our pastor, former pastor at Coggin, he would come and do these before games. And I remember sitting there one day and thinking, you know, having this feeling move inside of me again, kind of similar to what I felt in chapel years ago. And, you know, he would always end it with an invitation. 
And he would say, you know what, if there's something that we talked about or we discussed, you feel, uh, you know, led to make a decision, you could come approach me and we can talk about it. And, you know, none of our guys took that invitation, but on that day I did. And I thought as I was walking to him to kind of approach him about this decision, I thought, man, this is really strange. Mm -hmm. He does this at our asking for our players. And here I am, their head coach, being the one that the invitation kind of grabbed and the word of God kind of grabbed and the spirit moved in me. And I thought today's the day. And so we came, we went into my office and, you know, I said, Tim, I said, and I told him, you know, various story that I just told you guys, I, I just feel something. And, and of course we worked through it that day and, uh, you know, prayed that, prayed that prayer and, and, you know, received that salvation. And I thought, you know what, what an interesting and kind of awkward story that, that led me to this place. And it all started back in the summer of 2002 when, when at the time I was just pursuing a baseball opportunity, yeah. I was coming here to play baseball. And, and it's really funny at times how God puts you in positions unbeknownst at the time. Mm -hmm. And just because of obedience, you find yourself in, in, in a situation that he's kind of, you know, prepared for you long ago. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an awesome thing to know that, you know, at the time, of course, being Catholic, you know, I felt it was really, you know, kind of ritualistic and that sort of thing. I didn't feel that connection that I do today. And then to get to a point to where, you know, that the Holy Spirit moves inside of you and has moved you to a decision and to a lifelong commitment. And, and it's, it's really, it was a really integral part of, of kind of the person that I've become today and the way I lead today and the way we try to structure our program today. You know, a lot of things changed from that day on March 28, 2009, that looking back, I, I don't know that I would have done before, you know, and I feel like I'm, I'm in a much better place to be a father, to be a leader, to be a husband. Um, and it was all because of that obedience you know, back in the summer of 2002, it's, it's, it's just, and I love telling that story because, right. you know, I see our guys walk across campus and they all come here for the same reason. They all come here to play baseball. And I have no idea how God's working in their lives and what he's prepared for them today, tomorrow, or next week. And so that's given me perspective to know that, that I need to be present and I need to be aware of certain opportunities that may be presented to me to, you know, kind of witness to them and, and to disciple them. And, and so those, those things obviously have got me to a point to where I'm more aware, um, from, from a, a spiritual side of things where, you know, my job is really built around trying to develop them, get them better in the classroom, make, make them better human beings, you know, make us a better team, win ball games. But then when you add, add the spiritual side, it really gains a, you know, a layer of complexity that, that I at times don't really understand, you know, but trying to be obedient and, 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 you know, following that call, um, you know, certainly is, you know, something that I, I don't take lightly anymore. It's more recognizable to me now. Yeah. So you came as a student in 2002, you said? Right. You accepted Christ in 09? Right. Okay. So I don't do math. That's seven years. Seven, seven years. Yeah. So seven years. But you say when you went to worship, there was something just 
something just pulling you. Yep. So I, 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 I'm not, I think that's such an awesome story that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you're thinking, what is that? Right. You know what? So then when you leave worship, what's, what's campus like for you? Campus life as a student who in the middle of worship is like, man, what is this feeling? Right. Yeah. Yep. But we're not, we haven't accepted Christ yet. So what's campus like for you? You know, campus, I think. I keep wanting to say campus like it's what campus is campus life, life. like there you go. for you? <laughs> I, I it, it was completely different that I that I know it, you know now because yeah. at the time, like I said, I was I was still going to to mass at the Catholic Church as a student, and mm-hmm. and there I didn't feel that personal connection. I didn't feel that that feeling I felt in chapel, in mass, and and so you, you know. I, while I felt like a little bit confused and a little bit unsure of what it was, um, you know, having people, you know, in, in my life and one really critical part to that is Jerry Don Gleaton. He was my assistant. He's an older guy. He played pro ball, major league baseball for, for years. And he's a strong believer. And, and at that time he was an assistant, coach and so he would at times address us as players and 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 talk about those things kind of more casually than in a more structured kind of environment more so in passing type of thing and and so i would kind of understand things a little bit more and a little bit better and of course being on a christian campus you would you know you went to old testament class new testament class and of course you would hear things from the speakers in chapel that 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 kind of made things make more sense and kind of put the puzzle together a little bit. And I guess, you know, you, you mentioned the, the math there and it's seven years. And there were times there when I was probably disobedient, mm. where once I realized what was going on, I was like, you know what, I don't need that, you know, and, yeah. and just kind of going on about life because I had things to do. I had to go recruit. I had to coach a team. Mm-hmm. I had to do this. And I don't have time for that. Even though I was surrounded on a Christian campus by strong Christian leaders at the time, I was like, you know what? I'm good. And, yeah. and you know, it wasn't until that day. And, and, and Tim had done those chapels for us for years. Mm-hmm. And, and while they're not the same, they are somewhat similar. And, and, and even in those moments before March 28th, I remember thinking, I, I, I feel that, I feel that, but I got to go coach a game. So I'm going to walk out the door. Hmm. And it, something about that day, you know, it was like, this is it. And, um, you know, it was kind of like, you know, I don't want to say it was an out-of-body experience, but it was like I stood up and I started walking and it just so happened I was walking towards him and I found the words. I was stuttering. I was stumbling. I was sweating. And, and you know, I remember Tim just looking at me like, hey, you know, this that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And 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 I said, hey, let's, let's do it. You know, we prayed right there in my office and, uh, you know, kind of broke down into tears. And, and, you know, at that time, it was like an epiphany, like all of this stuff move, you know, leading up from 2002 to today. Yeah. It all made sense. Yeah. And, and, and so thankful, so grateful that, you know, he kept that hold on my heart and kept attacking me and kept coming after me and, and, and putting people in my life to help me understand what it was. And, um, you know, life would be totally different, obviously, if if uh, I weren't at this place. And I think about that often. What if I, after my two years at Ranger College in the summer of 2002, what if I decided to go to Texas Tech, which was my plan? 
what if I decided that? Where would I be? What would I be doing? Yeah. You know, would I be a believer? Right. Would those people have come into my life regardless if I'd have came to Howard mm-hmm. Payne or not? I think about that a lot. And I'm so grateful that I, you know, was obedient, even though it was for other reasons um, that I thought at the time. I was coming to play baseball. That was it, you know? And so um, the perspective, I, that word has come up a lot in the past couple of years for me, yeah. um, both on the field as a coach and then family life. And then, of course, you know, spiritually, hmm. you know, the perspective that you gain from being a believer and trusting that Jesus, um, you know, is that author and perfecter of our faith and, and you know, kind of helps you moving forward. I, I, it's sometimes hard to explain, but just so, so thankful. So at what point, 2002 to 2009, or when did you get married? 2010. Okay, so were you already with your wife in 09 when you became we a Christian? Dating. Yes. Okay, so was she already a Christian too? Yes. So did she notice a difference? Did she know that you maybe weren't and there was a difference all of a sudden or yeah i i think or did you get really good at hiding the fact that you're not but you know both if i'm honest i mean some people do yeah sure you know i you know from probably 2007 2008 i I started to make a transition to where i would go in in kind of church hop i guess Mm. And, and i landed at coggin one day and i remember feeling you know what that feeling I had in 2002 and 2003, I just felt that again. Mm. And, and, you know, it's, it's really weird. And so like you start putting, putting the pieces together yeah. in that way too. And, and, uh, you know, my wife was a member at Coggin. So, I mean, of course it made it a little bit easier. We were dating and, you know, you kind of like, Hey honey, you want to go to church together? Today? Sure. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, um, you know, she knew we had conversations about it. And I think she's instrumental in that in that process, too, because while she wasn't beating me over the head, she was living her life in a, in, in, in a, in a fashion that we're called to live as, as believers and as Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did that. She modeled her faith for me in a way that that, you know, was was really impressive. And. And so kind of looking back now, I know what it is. But then at the time, I was just kind of like, still at the day, I was like, yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't need that, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I kept being kind of, you know, ministered to and, and, and led by so many strong people in my life that that without them, I'd be I really would be lost. I don't know where I would be today. I was going to ask yeah. a similar question about your team. Mm-hmm. So did you go back after that day and share with them and what was that like? I don't remember what I said. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. imagine that would be weird because they yeah. see you as their sure. coach at this right. college that they presume, you know, is a Christian. Yeah. And yeah, it would be interesting. So we had an opportunity uh, that day. I don't remember if we won or lost. Um, I did have an opportunity to kind of address them after the game. And, uh, you know, I said, listen, guys, I said, you know, all this stuff's going to fade away one day. But, you know, I know where I'll be, you know, when, when I die. I know where my yeah. eternities. And, and, and to have that moment with our guys to where all the stuff, like I said, that we, we, you know, the devotionals, the prayers, the chapels before games, we structured it for our players for their growth. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, just as much as we expect you guys to grow, we can't be irresponsible and not grow ourselves. And, um, you know, today is my spiritual birthday. And I told him, you know, I said, I, I felt called today. Tim invited all of us if we felt led and i felt led today today was the day for me and so i think it like i said earlier you know it really humanizes Mm -hmm. me and and i'm not afraid to be uncomfortable i'm not afraid to be wrong um but 
I want our guys to realize that, hey, we're all in this together. So I, I really wanted to share that moment with them. And I tell them the story I just told you guys, you know, often. And, um, you know, I, I phrase it and frame it a little bit different for those, for our, for our guys. Um, be, because when, when the new guys come in, of course, it's not a prerequisite to be a Christian to come to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we're not going to know if they're believers or not. Yeah. We could probably guess. And, 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 and at times over the fall semester, we see them at church. So we have a pretty good idea. Sometimes we have those conversations really early on in the semesters. Um, but one thing that really, I guess because of the way my story started with going to chapel and how, how I felt in chapel, I felt the spirit move in me in chapel. I don't want those guys to go into chapel and be a dis, you know be disrespectful, mm-hmm. go and sit on their phone or take a nap or study. You know, so there's some things we talk about. And I said, listen, guys, I just want you guys to go in and just just be still, just listen. And, um, you know, I, I don't know where you guys are at, but I, I do ask you guys because of the way it happened for mm-hmm. me, my story. You know, I know that, you know, God is at work in your life, too. And this may be a very real opportunity for you guys to experience what I experienced. And so um we we spend times talking about it and i'm not ashamed to tell them you know i think early on i was a little bit ashamed because i didn't know how to do any of this yeah you know and so and in, in, in quite honestly still don't i mean i'm still learning um but you know to have that opportunity to to kind of you know humanize is the only word i come up with but to kind of get on their level to where hey you know coach is in this thing with us and he's shared the same thing he's walked the same halls he's done mm-hmm. the same things we've done um, provides a really real experience for them and for me. Oh, not only that, but hey, guys, if you hear, if you feel this mm-hmm. something that you don't know in worship, come talk to us sure. you know, or something. Because yeah, wow. So as head baseball coach, and you're passionate about baseball, so it's easy to not even consider your job as working. Um, so, is there a time when being head coach has allowed you to minister and you've shared some of that already but is there any specific times or stories that are just really cool to be able to tell about your time as head coach yeah i mean you know it's hard to single them out i know that you know things things happen kind of organically Mm -hmm. you you know i remember there was a situation last year where one of our players was going through a lot um and and he just needed somebody to to listen he just needed to get some stuff off his chest and you know, I, I, I kind of knew a little bit of his story, um, but I didn't know all of his story. And just to have that opportunity for him to come in and talk. And we, we talked several times over, you know, a two month period of time and, and allowing him that opportunity to kind of get things out and to kind of talk about stuff. You know, and finally, as we got, you know, kind of close to that end of that two month period, I said, you, you know, you've been here for several months now. And, and you know kind of how things operate here. You, I've seen you in chapel. I haven't seen you in church, but I've seen you in chapel. So where where is your where is you know where, where are you on on your spiritual walk? He said, well, you know, I, I I know that there is a God, and and you know, obviously my time here has kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. And so, you know, without going any further, I said, let's just pray before I let you leave. Let's just pray. And so we prayed, and he left, and. You know, he's still in our program today and and there's been opportunities that, you know, that maybe aren't 
really formal where he comes in and we sit down and talk for an hour, but just in passing, you know, kind of, Hey, how's it going? Everything okay. You know, and, and, and without even kind of referencing situations that we talked about, I think he knows. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, just times like that, I think it really uh, provides a, you know, an opportunity to, well, let me back up and say this, you know, being at a Christian university is really awesome because we don't have to be ashamed or scared or fearful about talking about God. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, you know, kind of lets you, gives you a free pass. You're like, right. you get, you know, an ultimate hall pass. It would almost be so, weird if you didn't <laughs> no, bring no, it yeah. up. Yeah. And, and so there's been, there's been numerous times. And, uh, you know, I remember one just a couple of months or actually a couple of weeks ago at our, our first team meeting, you know, we talked about some stuff and kind of laid out some, you know, some expectations that us as a staff have for our players. And, and uh, you know, we said, listen, we're going to do some daily devotionals after practice. And, um, you know, we'll do some of them as, as coaches. We'll pick a, you know, story in the Bible or, or maybe something that, you know, the story, my story or my testimonial or Coach Andrews, his testimonial. And we'll just do it. And, you know, I invite you guys as players to, to eventually get up enough courage and confidence to do it yourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said it's only two or five minutes. I mean, take, you yeah. know, you can come up here and just tell us what your favorite verse is or you know, you can just pray for us. I, you know, it really doesn't matter. There's no agenda here. And what was really cool about that, two days later, I had a player walk into my office and shut the door. And he said, Coach, you know, I, I really want to talk to you about something. He's a new player. And he said, Coach, you know, you talked about, you know, having some devotionals and stuff after practice. Said, yeah, absolutely. He said, Coach, I want to be that guy. I said, man, that's awesome. And so it, it really, you know, kind of opened the door for us to have these talks and of course, he's a believer and he's been to church and he's kind of one of those, you know, those guys that, that received Christ at an early age and, and has kind of done those things. And and he said, Coach, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's so ebb and flow. I mean, there's a lot of times that we we just in passing, we don't have to say a lot, but we, we just kind of mention some things and the guys just take hold of it. And it's really cool because I think when 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 our players do it, it means something different. You know, they hear us talk all the time about, you know, all kinds of things, go, go to class, you know, you know, rules and that sort of stuff. And so, but when, when one of their teammates gets up there and really kind of, you know, opens up to his buddies and his friends, I think it means something different. And, Mm -hmm. and to see that, you know, this guy is not afraid to share his faith. Why don't I do that? And so it just starts something inside of our guys that, that, you know, eventually, hopefully, they feel comfortable and you know enough courage to be able to get up and, and and do that themselves. And we have we've had tons of guys. And sometimes, you know, maybe intentionally, I, I like to kind of push them a little bit and kind of get them out of their comfort zone. I'll just call a guy, hey, you want to you want to get a devotional today? And you could tell it they just kind of sink into their seat. Some guys, you know, real real brave, say, yeah, I'll do it, absolutely. What do you mean do? Whatever you want. Yeah, normalize it, make it. Yeah, yeah. That's discipleship. Sure, that's absolutely. discipleship right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just tell you what to do or show you what to do. I'm going to. I'm going to demonstrate sure how to do this yeah and you know there's been times during chapels and encounter week revival week that you know we'll go as a team and um or just you know wednesday mornings um happened just the other day and uh you know the life action bunch was on campus they did a great job and and uh, i forget who was speaking but at the, at the end he gave an invitation and he said who's who's who has enough courage to say yes who will say yes and i had a couple of my guys sitting you know three or four rows behind me and 
you know, I'm the guy when, when they say, bow your head and close your eyes, I bow my head, but I don't close my eyes. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't know. It's just, you know, and so I kind of looked at, looked back at my guys and one of my guys, um, you, you know, had raised his hand at, you know, at the instruction of the speaker and said, who, who, who is not afraid to raise your hand that you were going to say yes to God today or at some point this week. And I kind of turned and looked under they were back there and one of them raised their hand. So that's given me an opportunity. I haven't done it yet, but it's given me an opportunity to kind of open a door there, mm-hmm. um, you know, to kind of kind of talk faith with him and talk, hey, where, where's your where's your faith in Jesus? And, uh, you, you know, and, and, and if nothing more, just to pray for him mm-hmm. and, and to kind of encourage him. But it, there's so many times on campus that, that there's those types of opportunities. The door just gets flown wide open. Yeah. And and uh, you you really get to kind of be one of two things. Either you're going to plant the seed or you're going to water the seed. Which one are you? Well, you may be different today than you were yesterday or tomorrow. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different, but it's it's still providing you an opportunity to, to witness to your guys and disciple your guys. I think it's yeah. really cool. I like how you phrase that too. Like, where are you on your like on your spiritual walk? Like, just, mm-hmm. there's we're all at different points, and your job as a coach, you're not. It's not the same format of. You're, you come in at A and then we're going to get you here. It's like yeah. some of the kids are down here and some are right. back at the beginning and being able to figure that out and read their students and get to know them and speak into where they are. That's a really cool um, sure. opportunity. Yeah. I agree. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so very interested in like, do you see salvations in, in your team? Sure. Like you've been there as head coach for, you said 17 years now. Right. So, I mean, ha- if there was a number or maybe a percentage oh, wow. of kids that come into this school to play baseball and those that find Christ through that, you know, what, what, could you give a percentage on that or like how often does that happen? Um, you know, I would probably say, I don't know, maybe 50. I mean, I know it's hard to tell and some of them you may never know. Sure. But, you know, and I think that's the thing that, that I, try not to become discouraged with those yeah. guys that I don't know, Yeah, you know, because it's not my job, you know, like I said earlier, either, you know, God's provided me an opportunity through their commitment to come play baseball, to kind of plant a seed in them. I mean, you know, it might take two days or 20 years for somebody or a bunch of somebody's to kind of water that and cultivate that and kind of help him along the way for God to kind of, you know, to grow that seed, you know? And so, I mean, I, it's, it's not my job to kind of, you know, worry about that stuff. Yeah. I just know that I have to be obedient and, and with the, with the, uh, the position of influence and position of leadership that I have here, um, you know, just to be obedient and, 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 and through, it's just through communication. But I would say, you know, those guys that, uh, probably 50 that I know of that have happened on our campus, um, through 50 it, salvations, right. Through chapel or fifty percent of those no, that come in, fifty guys that I actually have seen yeah. with my own eyes that have happened here on this campus, um, and you know, like I said, um, there have been guys that that will call me or text me, or I'll see on Facebook, or maybe I'll hear from a buddy that you know that that knows him and kind of keeps up with him that you know came uh, that 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 received that salvation two years, three years, ten years after he left Howard Payne. And, uh, you know, at first I was like, man, why couldn't it happen so I could see it? You know, why couldn't it happen when we were kind of helping that guy along? Um, and again, I think that just kind of, kind of comes back to not being discouraged. That wasn't my, that, that wasn't God's plan for him and his life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so for whatever role that we played during his two years, three years, four years, one year here, 
um, you know, I'm thankful for that opportunity because we all kind of play a part, don't we? Yeah. And, and, um, you know, that's something that, you know, the, the pride thing is something that I deal with. And I think being a coach and being a leader, sometimes just you find yourself falling in that trap a lot yeah. of time yeah. and, uh, just kind of saying, okay, God, that wasn't yeah. your plan. And it's not for me to judge or say, or have any say in it at all. So, I'll be obedient to where you put me and where you place me in whatever stage of life that player's in, where whatever portion of his walk he's in when he's here, I'll be obedient and do what you ask. But, yeah, see, uh, that fascinates me because you know, we know that God created us, right? God created our heart, our desires, our skills, our talents, the things that he wants us to use in life. And like baseball, mm -hmm. people who they don't know Christ, but they love baseball and you have a good baseball program. We're going to go to school for baseball. I mean, the, the whole reason I went to church when I was in, in high school was chasing a girl. But the reason <laughs> I stayed at church was because I was a musician. I was a drummer. Well, I can't say music. I was a musician, musician and drummer. You can't say musician at all. People, <laughs> <laughs> people don't think drummers are musicians. But anyway, when I was, I was a drummer, you know, right. music was awesome. I loved music. And when I went to my youth group, um, when we all met, you know, like I said, I was, I was chasing an ex-girlfriend. Right. But the reason I stayed was the music, sure. was the worship, because I loved that. And that's the reason I stayed. And that's the reason I became a Christian in the first place. So mm -hmm. you have you have these passions, these people who are coming and doing things because of their passion. But that's where the Holy Spirit brings them in. And, sure. You know, that's just a fascinating story. In my life. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we're going to change subjects just a little bit here. We're going to do a little special segment called this or that. I'm going to give awesome. you some words, some contradictory words, and you get to choose which one of those two contradictory words you would prefer. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. You ready? All right. So the first one I'm going to give you is, uh, oh man, you know, I had it and I lost it. Okay. Cause I'm a police officer. Speeding <laughs> ticket or parking, parking ticket? Um, speeding ticket. Why? Um, that's more manly? No, well, maybe, but <laughs> my wife would not let me hear the end of it if I parked in the wrong spot because I do that a lot. <laughs> or she's she's always on me because I don't park straight in a parking spot. She's like, you're crooked. You're in their lane. I'm like, honey, let's just go. You can embarrass me in front of all these people. Jess, speeding ticket or parking oh, ticket? Oh, speeding ticket. Because speeding ticket would be, I would have had more fun doing had that. Had more fun getting that. I don't mind true. parking out and walking. That's not a problem for me. You know, I have, a, I have a funny story about a speeding ticket. So when I was in high school, we had a game. Uh, I didn't play football, but I was going to go watch football games 30 minutes away. And uh, I wasn't maybe two miles down the road and I was speeding and a cop pulled up behind me. He said something I'll never forget. He said, if you start late, if you start late you'll finish late. So I thought, man, that's, that's really good advice. I thought I could make up time, you know, yeah. if I go 85 miles an hour down the highway. I, I never forgot that. All right. Uh, pizza or tacos? Pizza. Absolutely. No yeah, for sure. Pizza. For sure. All right. Uh, let's see. Winter or summer? Oh, summer. Mm -hmm. You can play baseball in the summer. You can't in the winter. Not when it's snowing. At least. Sure you can. Can you not? It would be Come miserable. Would, you would, it like, would be miserable. Your hands would stick to the bat. Oh, See, no. It's coming from a baseball guy. <laughs> Summer, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Physical work or mental work? Physical work, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Same for you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not the smartest kid, so. Yeah, well, you know, when I start thinking. Physical work is great. Yeah. Get a headache when I think. <laughs> Loud or quiet? Hmm. Probably quiet. Quiet. You think so? I do. It depends. I have learned over the last couple of years that noise, certain noises just get me like real fast, get my temper up. So I think 
loud as long as it's okay. I like loud music and dancing, having fun, but I don't know. Certain noises. Yeah. Maybe it's because I have children now. So <laughs> Yeah. A couple more. Books or movies? Movies. Not a big reader. Shouldn't have said that on on air, but not a big reader. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, do you have ADD? Because I do. And reading is hard, probably. man. Reading is hard. Yeah. But I mean, I, I can do it if I have the motivation. But well, yeah. I'll read an email or a text, but... But I'm okay killing that killing that big old book in just two hours. <laughs> if somebody summarizes it on the big screen there you for go. me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, roller coasters or water slides? Water slides. All right. And the big debate. I'm sorry. Roller coasters or water slides? I don't know. Um, water slides. Oh, you didn't answer me on books or movies either. I know, but I don't have an answer. I really like both. Okay. I don't know that I could choose one or the other. I want to watch the movie, then read the book, then watch the movie again. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Roller coasters or water slides, you said? I think water slides. All right. And you gave me? Water slides. Okay. Y'all are crazy. Roller coasters all the way. Uh, <laughs> all right. Finally, the big debate of the world, Android or iPhone? iPhone. Wow. Android. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I've had is an iPhone, so I can't really... I guess Personally, yeah, I have yeah. one of each. So. Yeah, well, I've uh, never had an Android, so I guess I don't really yeah. know what I'm missing, I guess. Awesome. Okay. Um... Do you have a favorite verse of scripture? It could be a verse, a story, a passage, a book. I do. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, uh, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, focusing on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Hmm. So it's pretty easy to kind of see why I like it. There's a little bit of an athletic tone to it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I first Wouldn't expect kind of anything less. Memorized it, absolutely. And, um, you know, but it's really, it, it, it's really, kind of sums up what I try to do, you know, and what yeah. I feel called to do in my position as a coach, you know, I'm going to stay the course and, you know, um, there's been a lot of things that have, that, well, everything's out of my control. Um, but, but just knowing that, that he created me and he created me perfectly. Um, and, and I just being obedient to his plan. Um, and, and in this stage of life, my job is to, to, you know, to assemble a group of guys and to, as best as I can through baseball, minister, disciple, encourage, lead, love these guys, um, and just stay in the course. So, um, you know, that's, that's been on my heart for years now. And, um, you know, pretty obvious to see why mm -hmm. at, at first, but, um, <coughs> you know, kind of understanding that meaning and, you, you know, earlier in it, it says in that, that, that chapter it says, let us lay aside all that encumbers us and, you know, the sin. And, and so while that is a struggle and it's a daily struggle, um, I think that further, you know, kind of encapsulates what I, what I should do as a, as a believer and in my walk and, and how I, um, how the people around me view me in my walk. That's sometimes the hardest part, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, get up every day, put on the armor of God, armor of God, and, and you, you kind of, you, you go to war. And so, um, it, you know, I, I feel, I feel strength in, in knowing that I don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, but as long as I'm kind of attended to, you, you know, what I've, what he's put me on this earth to do, I feel comfort in that. Yeah. What a great word. Stephen Lynn, head coach of the baseball team here at Howard Payne University. How can our listeners connect with you if they needed to learn more about HPU or to connect with you? Um, honestly, the the easiest way is just through email. And our emails are on our athletic directory page of our website, hpusports.com, um, or through our social media accounts, Twitter, 
Facebook, uh, HPU Baseball or HPU Hardball. All right. The All right. Easiest way. So if you play baseball and you're about to go to college, go here. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. Have you. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Folks, if you want to learn more about who Jesus is, you can go to shockwaveministries.com and you can click on the gospel message tab there. You will find the Roman Road and some other references and resources that we've pulled out of different episodes um, in this podcast that will help you along the way of learning who Jesus is and growing in your faith with him as well. You can also click the Testament tab. In the Testament tab, you'll see a microphone. If you click that microphone, you can find all of our podcast episodes that we've launched already. So folks, I appreciate you listening. Thanks for coming. Bye. We have one bar on the battery line, so we're gonna if this thing dies halfway through, that's cool. <laughs> Is it cool? I don't know what to do. I think we can make because it just turned from two to one, so I'm sure we've got enough time. Okay. All right. If if we don't, I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> Am I next? I don't know. I feel like we've gone through a lot of these questions. Is, is that are we done? What? Where'd it go? Oh, that was a good one. Oh. <laughs> what? Okay, sorry. <laughs>